1: Why do we have to study logarithms? Will they help us with stockbroking? Surely not. Why suddenly create the X and then force us to find it? And why do I have to prove that it's an isosceles triangle? I see clearly that it is, duh! Then I received the note back saying, What are you two talking about? I just figured that another kid had intercepted it. So with my eyes still glued to my level 3692 of Candy Crush, I scrawled back, Keep your nose out of my business, and then handed the paper over without looking. Ahem. But your business is taking place in my class. I slowly looked up and saw that it was my teacher. Ugh. Dang. Busted again. Looking over, I saw bread with his big guilty face. Ugh. He should have been more careful. Okay, you. And you. Out. Hmm. You're probably wondering how I'm such a pro with this pose. Well, it's because I've done it a thousand times. And that serious woman over there is Mrs. Megan, my math teacher. I swear, she totally has it in for me. Okay, let me tell you the story. Once upon a time, there was a girl who, due to an unexpected accident with a trash can and an ill-placed skateboard, ended up arriving a teensy bit late for her exam. But the teacher refused to let her in, and also failed her. Grrr. Yeah, that girl was me, Lexi. Thus, from that moment forth, she became my arch-enemy so during her boring lecture, I threw a paper plane at the board and said, Miss, you've spelled arithmetic wrong. I suppose spelling is a bit hard for a numbers person like you. It's okay. Clearly my comment got to her, as during that same class, she picked on me to graph a function. Ha! easy peasy! So I created a masterpiece that made her eyes roll, and the whole class found it hilarious! And as expected, she gave me a lengthy lecture on my childish behavior, and even threatened to call my parents. Poof. Yeah, good luck with that. As unless it involved business, then my parents were practically impossible to reach. Besides, I was just having a laugh. Mrs. Megan needed to lighten up. So I secretly stuck a piece of paper saying free hugs on her back. I lurked behind a tree and watched as all these people surrounded her. She looked so bewildered as she tried to navigate past them while having no idea what was going on. (laughs) Ah, the good old days. (laughs) Suddenly, Brett patted my shoulder and told me 30 minutes had passed and we needed to go back to class. My butt hadn't even touched my chair when I heard a patronizing voice say, You shouldn't act like that. Ugh, that's Faye the teacher's pet, and a real pick-me girl. Every time the teacher asks a question, she wriggles her arm in the air and squeaks out, me, me, me! Mrs. Megan only likes her because she always laughs at her boring jokes. Oh, well, I may have no proof, but in my experience, Faye's definitely not as innocent as she looks. Don't say I'm jealous, because I'm 100% not. You probably think I hate school, but it's still way better than my so-called home. Ugh. At least school could be amusing, while my home life consisted of mom and dad locked away in their office 24-7. I can't remember the last time either of them cooked dinner, so takeaway it is. So, I'm texting Ben, my super sexy BF. He's been studying in France, and he's back today. I've missed him so much, but unfortunately... I couldn't pick him up from the airport because of, you know, school. And tonight, he has a family party. But we're meeting up tomorrow. Yay! Let me see your face, sweetie. I miss you. You know what? Today, that teacher gave me detention again. Really? She messed with the wrong one, didn't she? (laughs) Definitely. I will retaliate tomorrow. She'd better watch out. Okay, but don't end up in after-school detention, as I want to see you. You know, my mom's also a teacher, but she's not that much. Oh, by the way, she's here. You want to say hello? Yeah, sure. Hmm. Ben, it gets on my nerves whenever I think of that meek. Before I had a chance to finish my words, a person popped up on the screen. Mrs. Megan! Lexi? O-M-G. We both gave each other stunned, open-mouthed stares. It looked like the screen had frozen. Literally. Then just when I didn't think it could get any worse, suddenly a familiar voice broke the silence. Oh, Ben has a girlfriend? Let me see her. Huh? That's... Faye! Oh, my days. This is too much to process. My two enemies were in the same frame shocked i ended the call right after i received a text from ben saying don't worry my mother may look super serious but she's kind and the girl is Fay, my neighbor we've known each other since childhood and she's cool this was so crazy <sighs> now i'd have to face them both every day knowing that they're associated with my bf oh the future is as dark as night and yeah This is the beginning of the series thusly entitled Living With My Future Mother-in-Law and My BF's Annoying Female Best Friend. And since then, things at school turned weird. For our class Halloween event, which had a Toy Story theme, Mrs. Megan was in charge of handing out the parts, Faye was Bo Peep, and she had this really cute outfit, while me, I was stuck as Mrs. Potato Head. My outfit was so lame and one of my googly eyes kept on falling off. Ugh, It was so embarrassing, but I couldn't say anything. I couldn't mess with her anymore, as I still wanted to be with her son. Ugh. Worse still, math class became an endurance test. I was so sick of being compared to that goody two-shoes Faye. Lexi, if you spent more time studying and less time painting your nails, you'd be a top student like Faye. Puff. Faye caught on to what was going on and also started playing tricks on me. One time in class, when I was dozing and Mrs. Megan was correcting the homework, I overheard, "'This symbol shows that A is not equal to B.' Fay then turned around and whispered, "'Just like you, you are not equal to me. And you don't deserve my Ben either.' "'What? Ben is mine, not hers.' I bared my teeth and was about to say something when that brat started pretending to cry, saying that I was picking on her. Out! Mrs. Megan came to us with burning eyes. We were walking out when in a sympathetic tone she added, Faye, you stay. I returned to my meditating pose, but ugh, I couldn't shake off my anger. How unfair! Later, when it was lunchtime, Faye walked over to me with a cup of coke saying it was a peace offering, and that she was sorry for earlier. This was confusing, but whatever. I took it and was about to take a sip when Brett rushed over waving his arms about. Lexi, stop! I saw Faye put soy sauce in it. I was just a second away from yelling at her when Mrs. Megan appeared. I smiled smugly, thinking Faye would finally get into trouble, but to my surprise... Mrs. Megan took a sip of the drink and tried to keep a neutral face as she replied, There's nothing wrong with it. Really? They went that far to cover up for each other? Whatever. I had a date with Ben tonight to prepare for anyway. That night as planned, I arrived at Ben's house with a somewhat wilting pot plant for Mrs. Megan. I was kind of excited to finally have a cooked meal. Only, when I walked into the kitchen, I couldn't smell anything cooking. Mrs. Meegan appeared, and rubbing her hand said, Lexi, you don't mind cooking, do you? It's just been a long week of drawing diagrams. My hand kinda aches. Seeing the situation, Ben immediately came to help, but she reminded him that he'd agreed to fix a pipe or something. To be honest, I'd never touched a frying pan before, but I mean, how hard could it be? I'd make pancakes, though it's not really suitable for dinner... But I'd seen them on a five-minute crafts, and they were clearly a breeze to make. Only, it didn't go to plan. In situations like this, it's important not to panic. But, yeah, I panicked. I needed a plan B. Quick! In a rush, I threw away all the evidence of the failed pancakes and ordered food online. After all, thanks to my workaholic parents, this was my forte. I instructed the delivery person to come to the back door. So, Ben and Mrs. Megan would be none the wiser. Expectedly, at the very first bite, Ben and my mother in law praised me profusely for my food, and Ben even joked that I should join the next season of Master Chef. Yo, I will rate this restaurant five stars for sure. Mrs. Megan suddenly dropped her spoon, so I quickly bent down to pick it up, only she leaned down and whispered sarcastically, I order from Sydney's too. Their sauces are divine. Oh, busted! Then, halfway through the night, this man showed up and apologized for being late. Turns out, he was Jim, Faye's father. But Faye wasn't coming over, as she was out with friends. Happy days! I watched Mrs. Megan and him touch a tissue box at the same time by mistake, and then... blushed? Huh? Oh, I get it. She liked him. Now it made sense why she was always sucking up to Faye. Have you thought about remarrying? I asked Jim innocently. To the waiting eyes of me, as well as Mrs. Meegan. he hesitantly answered, Um, I don't think Faye would like that. Mrs. Megan glumly stared down at the floor. Okay, so I actually felt kind of sorry for her. Besides, matchmaking has always been my hobby, so I decided to help her. I knew that Faye was at a party on Saturday night, so I decided this was the perfect opportunity to play Cupid. I told Mrs. Meegan that Jim had something to tell her, so meet him at the Golden Reef restaurant at 7 p.m. Then I told Jim the same. I stood behind a column and watched them share their starter, and then give each other gooey-eyed glances. Then Jim reached out and took Mrs. Meegan's hand. They were looking at each other passionately when... Faye suddenly rushed in from nowhere and angrily slammed her bag on the table. So this is it? My teacher? And my dad? For real? F-F-Fay, why are you here? Jim stuttered. No one can ever replace Mom! Then she turned to a dumbfounded-looking Mrs. Megan. Turns out you were only being nice to me to get my dad. You're fake! Stay away from us! Mrs. Megan covered her face with her hands then quickly left. Jeez, Faye was brutal. And however annoying Mrs. Megan was, she didn't deserve that. You! Fay shouted. Uh-oh, her gaze fixed on me. It figures you'd be behind this. Keep your big nose out of our family business and start caring about yours instead. Guess this is what lack of parental care does to a kid. I stared at her speechless. Those words should have driven me mad, but for some reason, I only felt sad and so guilty. I really just meant well. So, first thing at school the next day, I swallowed my pride and went to Mrs. Megan's classroom, where she looked lost in thought as she marked homework. I coughed to clear my throat, then said, Miss, I'm sorry. I honestly was trying to help, but now I realize I should have minded my own business. I'm also sorry for being a jerk in your class. She was silent at first, then replied. It's okay, as I've come to realize that you and I aren't so different. We both have complications in the way of finding love. Guess it's really not easy to get approval from your parents' family, huh? She smiled and gently stroked my hair before continuing. You're such a smart and kind girl, and I always knew you could do better in class that I must have been too harsh on you. I'm sorry, too. I smiled back at her, and at that moment, I felt like all of our previous conflicts melted away. And I realized that I shouldn't neglect my studies. Instead, I should work hard to become the best version of myself. So, with a lot of hard work, I went from trailing at the bottom of the class to reaching the top spot, even overtaking Faye. (laughs) Ha! Speaking of Faye, she was still ignoring both me and Mrs. Megan and never put her hand up in class anymore. But then a rainbow flame experience in the chem lab changed things. Everyone ran out of there when the curtain caught on fire, except for a terrified Faye. Luckily, Mrs. Megan rushed inside to rescue her just in time, and covered her with a jacket as she led her to safety. After that, Faye realized that Mrs. Megan is a good person who cares about both her and Jim. So, through blurry eyes, face sobbed out, Thank you so much, and sorry, I was too childish. Please forgive me. A few months later. So, yeah, you see, my wing woman plan worked. And now I have a second family. A really big one. But you know what's the best thing? That is, I no longer have to order food online anymore. Because I will stick to here and my mother-in-law will cook for me. It was March 31st, a normal day, right? Well, yeah, but not tomorrow. Nope, as it was April Fool's Day. A prankster like me waits all year for that one day when
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: I can play jokes on people without them getting in a mood with me. I've been planning my tricks for months. And boy, oh boy, it's going to be so much fun. (laughs) I turned to my best friend Aya and said with a devious smile, just you wait until tomorrow. My prank ideas are going to be legendary. I thought Aya would want to know more, but nope. She just blew her fringe out of her face, then sighed out, Fleur, why don't you just give it a rest this year? Reality check, no one finds your pranks funny, only uncomfortable and annoying. What? No way, that's not true. People love my pranks. Aya continued, do you remember your pencil prank on Luna last year? I nodded and let out a snort. How could I forget that prank, as it had been so funny? I'd cut Luna's pencil in half, filled her pencil grip with ink, then assembled it back together just like new. Then voila! Cue an ink explosion during an otherwise boring test. Luna cried a lot because she failed her biology test and had to retake it. I shrugged. So this was technically true, but it was still funny. And the time you swapped the cheerleading team's chant music for heavy metal and made a fool out of them at the basketball match? She frowned at me. Geez, stop being a fun killer. I'm making everyone's high school experience memorable. As, let's face it, no one will remember boring tests and tedious basketball matches otherwise. I was too busy talking to notice the ball whizzing through the air until it whacked me right on the head. Ouch. The world went black, and I collapsed. I opened my eyes to see Aya and some other kids gawping down at me. Then my teacher rushed over and shooed them off. Fleur, are you okay? Her and Aya helped me sit up, and while I rubbed my head I replied, Yeah, I'm fine, but I do feel a little dizzy. The teacher thought it would be best if I went home early, so she told Aya to take me back. I was so tired. But I knew sleeping when I might have a concussion was a bad idea, so I chilled out and watched a movie in my room, until mom came home from work. Okay, so my head hurt, and the room was still spinning, but there was no way I was going to let this small accident ruin my big day. I had planning to do, so I grabbed my notebook and checked through my prank ideas and prop list. The next morning, I woke up bright and early, and yay, the spinning had stopped. Whoa. Today was the day. Let the pranking commence. I told Aya to meet me earlier, so I had time to set up my pranks. But to my annoyance, she showed up at the usual time. I hurried over to her and tapped my watch. What time do you call this? Now I'm going to be behind schedule. She gave me a puzzled look. For what? It's not April 1st anymore. Today is the second. You had yesterday off because of your head bump, remember? What? What are you talking about? Look, it says today is April 1st. I waved my phone in her face. Then your calendar is wrong. Check your settings or something. Now let's go. She walked off. No way. Don't think you can fool me, I said while trying to run after her. As soon as I arrived at school, I joined my friends in the canteen for breakfast, and Kelly looked at me and said, How's the head? I told her it was fine and passed her an Oreo. You know what? She ate it with no hesitation. But after one bite, she spat it into her hand. Ew, what is that? Yuck. I laughed at her and said, Ha, that's toothpaste, sandwiched between Oreo biscuits. Okay, I'm sorry. Drink this. Then I passed her a bottle of cola. She took a big gulp, then immediately spit it out hey, this is so gross. Then she ran to the bathroom to clean her mouth. Yep, I put soy sauce in that bottle. (laughs) I followed her to the bathroom to check on her and found her rinsing her mouth out under the tap. When she finished, she frowned at me and said, Fleur, this isn't funny. I thought you only did these stupid pranks on April 1st. Now I have to put up with my stinky soy sauce breath all day. I rolled my eyes, then smirked. Yeah, as if it's not April 1st today. It's not. What's wrong with you? It's the second. Then she stormed off. Wait, what? What did she mean it was the second? No way. Anyways, seeing as I was already in there, I decided I may as well carry out another prank. I pulled out my Nutella jar and went into one of the cubicles and waited until another girl went into the one next door. I asked her, Hey, excuse me, my friend. Do you have toilet paper in there? She was nice and replied, Sure. Then she passed it to me. I quickly put some Nutella on my hand, then rubbed it over her hand too. Oops! Oh boy, she screamed so loudly, and I couldn't hold my laugh. Ew, what the hell? So disgusting, you freak! Then she ran out to wash her hand. I stepped out. Relax, girl. It was just a prank for Fool's Day. Just Nutella. But she sneered back. You're crazy. And it's the second already. Jeez, what's wrong with you? Then she left. Okay, this was so weird. Why was everyone acting like it was April 2nd? On the way to class, I rechecked my phone. Yep, it said April 1st. Okay, I got it. This was everyone's dumb attempt to fool me. Well, nice try, but it so wasn't working. As it was the first, which meant it was time for math class. I took my seat in class and waited, but... Huh? Why did Mr. Simmons, the chemistry teacher, walk in? He told us to prepare for our next lesson in the lab. Huh? What was going on? I was so confused. That was tomorrow's schedule. Right? Then he sat down in the chair without any suspicion and... (laughs) A big fart sound came. I laughed so much my sides hurt. I couldn't believe it. I do this every year, but they fall for it each time. But hang on, why was everyone so quiet? I looked around and realized I was the only one laughing. Oh, come on, everybody. It was fun. The typical joke for April Fools. Mr. Simons held up the fart pillow and gave me a stern look. Fleur. I don't expect this behavior from someone your age, especially seeing as it's not even April Fool's Day anymore. And can you believe it? All my classmates agreed with him. No way! Everyone was crazy. No, it is! I know it is! You're all lying! I replied in a panic, before I gathered up my stuff and ran out of the classroom. I really needed some space to think this through. It was all so crazy! I couldn't have zoned out for an entire day, could I? Or the ball hit me so hard that I lost my memory? I remember having dinner, then staying up late to plan out my pranks, and I know I was tired, but no way. They were the crazy ones, not me. Anyway, lab time. I was the last one to walk in, and I sat down at my bench and started on the experiment. I guess I wasn't focusing properly. As I poured the chemical into the beaker... Then boom! The next thing I knew, I was covered in this weird green powder stuff. Still, no one was laughing. Instead, they were all staring at me and asking if I was okay. Then Mr. Simons asked them all, Why is this chemical bottle here? What a mistake! Embarrassed, I ran to the bathroom to clean my face. Jeez, I looked like the Grinch. It was super tricky to scrub off. Ugh! I hoped I wouldn't be stuck with this color forever, but was it someone's prank on me? But if that's the case, then why did no one laugh? I sure would have laughed at me if I was them. Finally, the green powder started to come off, and then I went back to class. On top of my backpack was a folded up note with my name on it. Huh. I opened it. Hi, Fleur. There's something important I want to tell you. Meet me in the hall after class. Devin. X. My heart instantly fluttered. I'd had a crush on Devin for, like, forever. But, oh, I got this. This had to be a prank. Everybody knew I liked him, so they did all of this to embarrass me. Devin must be involved this time. I glanced over at him, and he smiled, then gave me this cute wave. Whatever, this was definitely too good to be true. Enough. I wasn't going to let everyone laugh at me anymore. So, as I followed Devin to the hall, I took a sip of water, but I kept it in my mouth. Then, when Devin stopped walking and turned to face me, I squirted the water up into the air like an elephant, then said, Ha! Gotcha! I'm no fool! He wiped his face onto the back of his sleeve, then looked me straight in the eye and said, Floor, I have feelings for you. I waited until today to tell you as... I didn't want to do it yesterday on April Fool's Day, as you'd probably think it was a joke, so why do that to me? I stared at him speechless. The highlighted words that I'd heard were, feelings, yesterday, and April Fool's Day. I started laughing a fake laugh, but then it turned awkward, because his serious expression didn't budge. You're kidding, right? I muttered out, but he looked totally devastated. Oh no! I didn't want to upset Devin. I was just confused with days and... Ugh! As if I actually missed April Fool's Day! What a bummer! I realized my prank had gone too far, and how it could have hurt his feelings, so I blurted out, Devin, I'm so sorry! I didn't mean it! It's the concussion! I... I'm delirious! I'm so sorry! Then came an awkward silence. Suddenly... Devin's sad look changed into a smirk, and he began to laugh. Then everyone jumped out of nowhere and started laughing too. I stood there with a gormless expression on my face. Then Aya appeared and said, Gotcha! So it turns out it was actually April the 1st, and I hadn't actually missed a day. Nope. This was Aya's ingenious idea for everyone to get their own back on me. Last night, She created a group on Facebook and added everyone in the class, including the teachers, to plan today's prank. No, this couldn't be possible. I was the pranking queen, not them. Then Aya sidled up to me and said, Hey Fleur, guess what? It's still April Fool's Day. The next thing I knew, I was grinning at her. Then I play hit her arm and started to laugh. I guess that they had fooled me good. After that, I didn't carry out any more pranks. I was just happy to have a chilled rest of the day. Then, when I was walking home, Devin caught up with me and said, Floor, I'm sorry, um, but actually, not everything was a joke today. I smiled and looked at him. Oh yeah? So, what's not a joke? But he just turned tomato red, then rushed away. I stood there blushing as I watched him hurry off. Did this mean Devin really likes me? Hmm, interesting. Maybe this April Fool's Day wasn't such a fail after all. Oops, still not it. Wow, why do they have an entire room just for shoes? That's mental. I muttered to myself as I closed the door. I swear, that was like the 20th door I'd opened. This place was insane. I had no idea which door would lead to my bedroom. To be honest, I've never been anywhere this lavish before in my entire life. Okay, it's now down to this door or that one over there. Wish me luck. But as I reached for the doorknob, I heard a voice. Hey, what prank you trying to pull on me again? I caught you red-handed this time, Gabby. Startled, I turned around and... Oh, wow. There was this super cute guy standing there, looking so smug with himself. So, this must be Jaden, the annoying big brother that Gabby had told me about. Only, he didn't seem annoying to me. But, right, I needed to stay in character, so I replied, Um, yeah, guess I was just too busy thinking about stuff that I didn't watch where I was going. Take it easy, bro! Then I immediately fled to the other room while Jaden watched me in confusion. Phew, that was a close one. And wow, was Gabby a princess or something? She lived in a literal palace. Look at her room. Oh, you must be wondering. Yes, I'm not Gabby. I'm Nancy. So how come Jaden didn't realize that I was not his sister? Now, let me tell you. That's one wild story. I was just a normal teenager, living my peaceful life in the Missouri countryside. My family doesn't have a lot of money, so I worked part-time in a nearby diner so I could save up for college. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, but I knew I was lucky to have my loving family. They're my everything. So, anyway, it wasn't uncommon for schools from St. Louis to arrange trips out here to show the kids what country life was like. And on days like those, the diner could get pretty hectic. And today was no exception. By the time my shift finished, I was a tired, sweaty mess. So I took the scenic road home to unwind. That's when I heard this girl screaming for help. She must have slipped and fell into this ditch. I quickly found a big branch to help pull her out of there. Then she brushed the dirt off her as she said, Thanks. But as she looked up at me... OMG! We both jumped up in such a fright that we almost stumbled back into the ditch. She looked exactly like me. I pinched myself to check I wasn't hallucinating or something. I mean, I was super exhausted from work. We stared at each other gormlessly for a bit. Then she suddenly reached out her hand and slapped me. Ouch! I raised my eyebrows at her, and she just grinned back. Oops, sorry, just checking this isn't a dream. That's when I saw it, her bracelet. The pendant on it was a strange shape, a strange shape like mine. I held up my wrist to slot my bracelet's pendant into hers, and it formed a butterfly. What's more, carved on the back of it was our birthday, November 3rd. Oh my god, no wonder why. I always asked my parents why they bought me such an ugly bracelet. Turns out it was two halves of a whole? She shrieked. So, do you think we're... twins? I was still in shock, but I managed to mutter out. Must be. She excitedly clapped her hands together, then pulled me into a hug. She said her name was Gabby, and her field trip was so dull that she wandered off, then ended up lost and stuck. Then I told her about my loving family, and she told me about her city life. I thought her life sounded awesome, but she didn't think so. Nah, it's seriously so boring over there. I just want a happy, drama-free life like yours. It makes sense now. I see why my parents love my brother more than me. I'm obviously adopted. But hey, at least you have your friends and get to go to a good school. School? That's the worst part. I hate it! Then she paused and turned to me. Nancy, I have an amazing idea! How about we switch places? This was crazy. An hour ago, I thought I was an only child, and now I was staring at my twin. Gabby seemed adamant switching places was the best idea ever, as I'd get a taste of the city life while also helping her ace her upcoming exams. This did sound tempting, I mean, it wasn't every day your long-lost twin appeared and offered you the adventure of a lifetime, right? We didn't have much time to discuss it anymore, so we quickly switched clothes, phones, and further instructions about anything else would be discussed later over the phone. Then, I showed her the way to my house, and I headed toward the crowd of noisy students lining up for the bus back to the city. Suddenly, a girl tapped me on the shoulder and in an annoyed tone said, Er, where have you been? Blonde hair, a pink hairband, and wearing a choker with a heart pendant on it. Yep, this must be Katie, Gabby's best friend. I followed her onto the bus, then yawned and told her I was exhausted. I feigned sleeping for the duration of the journey back so she wouldn't start any more convos with me. So after that, things went by smoothly. Until I got home and didn't know where I normally sleep at. But it's okay now as I'm safe in Gabby's bedroom. The butler did knock on the door to ask me to come down for dinner. I know, the fact they have a butler is crazy. But I just lied that I'd eaten loads on the field trip. There was no time for food now. I needed to learn as much as I could about these people. I searched her room and looked through her yearbooks, family photos, anything. I thought I was ready to go to school as Gabby tomorrow. But, well, as if it was that simple. The next morning, I nervously came downstairs to go to school, and of course, I had to face the entire family now. Upon seeing me, the small talks all came flying at me. How was yesterday's trip, dear? I managed to mumble out, um, it, it was all right. Then suddenly, a hand rubbed my hair. Hey, I'm taking your PB&J, okay? You won't need it anyway. I turned to look and saw him grinning at me before he headed outside. Oh gosh, I thought I'd melted into a puddle. He's so cute. I just wanted to follow him, but then Dad cleared his throat. Gabriella, can we please make it a day free of complaints from your teachers? Oh God, Gabby, what had you possibly done? I gulped back, nodded in response, then hurried out of there. I awkwardly lingered in front of the mansion. This was the spot where the bus dropped me off yesterday, so hope this was how it worked. Then suddenly, a scary-looking guy pulled up on the other side of the street and yelled at me. Babe, what are you doing? Get in! Me? I was his babe? Oh, so he was Dylan, my sister's boyfriend. I walked over and reluctantly climbed on the back seat. Hey! What's wrong? Are you still mad at me for letting you go on the field trip alone? Come on, you said it was okay. I didn't know what to say to him, so I stayed quiet and stared out the window. Come on, babe, I mean, this is dumb. We both know how sitting in the back always gives you travel sickness. Gosh, I really needed to say something to shut this guy up, huh? No, it's totally fine between us. Um, it's just that I feel a bit under the weather. I need a little rest, that's all. And it's more spacey here. Well, that seemed to quiet him down, but I kept on catching him giving me odd looks in the rearview mirror. Look at him! Ugh! Gabby and I might be twins, but our tasting guys couldn't be any more different. Dylan looked like the bad boy type. Green hair, a nose ring, and drove some flashy sports car. While I prefer sweet and funny guys, like Jaden but I didn't want to accidentally ruin my sister's relationship either. So when we got to school, I had to give him a peck on the cheek to make sure that we were cool. Yuck, his cologne stank. Luckily, I met Katie in the parking lot, so I followed her to class. Things were going great, at least they were, until we got to Spanish class. The teacher, Mrs. Harrison, gave me this judgy look right from the moment I walked in. Turns out, Gabby hadn't handed in her homework, and she spent the whole of the last session painting her nails. Mrs. Harrison demanded to check my homework today. Well, of course, I didn't know I had homework. So, in a disappointed voice, she said, Gabby, it's been two years and you still don't know how to conjugate any single verb. Are you proud of that? Suddenly, I heard Katie whisper, But at least she knows how to dress, Mrs. Harrison. Your sweater looks like it should have been thrown out two years ago. Then some of the class giggled. Oh my god, Katie? That was so rude! But luckily, the teacher didn't hear that. I quickly apologized to Mrs. Harrison and told her to just give me a pop quiz to make up for my missing homework. She did. And to her, and the whole class's total surprise, I slayed all the questions. After class, I told Katie that her comment about Mrs. Harrison wasn't cool. Laughing, she replied, "'Geez, why are you so uptight today?' But on seeing my unfaltering expression, she quickly changed the subject. "'You've still got to help me with the plan, okay? You promised!' She winked at me. "'What? What plan?' In confusion, I faked a smile at Katie. "'Oh, don't you worry, girl!' I got it all set. That night, Gabby called me and we updated each other on our first day. Things went better than expected. Apparently, she loved it there, and she felt so warm and connected with Mom and Dad, and she was sure that they were our real parents. She also enjoyed feeding the chickens and apple picking in the backyard. However, she did almost get me fired from work, as she didn't know how to use the oven, but she managed to charm her way out of it. I told her how I'd handled the Dylan situation and made peace with Mrs. Harrison. But, oh, Gabby, Katie did mention to me about some plan? What is it? Ah, yeah, I promised to set her up with Jaden. I guess you'll have to carry it out for me now. My heart sank as I said. Jaden? As in, your brother Jaden? Yeah, now not biologically. It's no wonder I just couldn't get along with him. Not like us, right? I forced a laugh and changed the subject. But, oh no, Jaden was far more suited to me than rebellious Katie. But, okay, this was Gabby's life, so I needed to make sure I didn't mess it up. And maybe, when this twinning truth broke out, I'd get my chance with Jaden. For now, we agreed to continue living each other's lives. I suppose it was pretty easy, seeing as all Gabby seemed to do was hang out with her friends and avoid doing her homework. The only part I didn't like was setting Katie up with Jaden, and that's when things got complicated. Will we ever tell everyone the truth, or this life swap is too much fun to stop? Stay tuned for part two to find out. Selling a little
2: or a lot?